Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers' afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome back to another episode of Steelers' afternoon drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Not in the uh, convention center right now, Alan. Like the last couple no, it was, a, it was a bit of a shorter day today. Uh, so back at the hotel room here and uh, just getting, you know, getting my thoughts together after another uh, day of interviews. Talked to quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs today. We've got the mm-hmm. corners, safeties, and tight ends. They're running right now as we're recording this. So we'll have yeah. some numbers, probably not all of them, uh, to talk about. And, um, yeah, another day here in Indy. So you got to talk to the quarterbacks today. I don't, the Steelers didn't seem to have very much interest in talking to the quarterbacks there, though, which is uh, interesting for one reason or another, Alan, that the Steelers just really aren't doing. You know, I get that you could say, like, the Senior Bowl guys, right? I guess, you know, that they could have talked to guys down there. You know, Bo Nix was part of that. Michael Penix was part of that. Spencer Rattler, Michael Pratt, like the guys you think the Steelers would have interest in. But, like, no, no due diligence really done at the combine, it doesn't sound like, in, at the position. Yeah, so it's a little bit weird in that, like, you know, usually you don't get to all the guys that you might be interested in at the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Game. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think maybe the Steelers did, right? Because, uh, you know, I don't – obviously, Caleb Williams and and Drake May are out of their their range. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sure seems like Jaden Daniels and J.J. McCarthy are out of their range. But they didn't even kind of do, like, a due diligence – 
you know, kind of uh, interview with McCarthy. They haven't talked to any of those guys throughout this process. Now, the guys they have talked to, they didn't choose to talk to again, right? So they did an informal with Bo Nix. I guess that's one. Mm-hmm. But like Penix, uh, Travis Rattler, Hartman, Mixon, um, you know, all these guys that are uh, uh, Pratt from Tulane um, that are kind of the, I guess, quarterbacks – five through whatever 10 in this class um you know it's it's not like they're hounding them here you know i mean they're doing they're doing a couple interviews um but they're not showing a lot of obvious interest in these guys does that change your opinion at all in terms of the steelers taking one of those guys in the middle rounds um you know i kind of thought before the senior bowl that they would take a quarterback on day three Mm -hmm. uh after what I thought was just an abysmal performance from Nix and Penix there, I kind of started to question whether they would or they wouldn't. I think there are probably a couple of guys that they would draft in certain spots, but I'm not so sure how it's going to line up. You know, I don't really know what the market is going to be for a lot of these guys. I think a lot of, you know, I was looking today at like a guy like Jordan Travis, right? Where, um, and I talked to him a good bit today as well. And we can, we can talk about that, but, you know, like what, where is he going to go? You know, I, I think that's still a very open question. It's always hard to evaluate guys that are injured. He told me today that he's uh, out of his boot, but he's not going to be throwing, running anything until May. So no oh, one geez. is getting yeah. any kind mm-hmm. of pre-draft evaluation on this guy. Um, you know, I would call it an up and down career, but it was a it was a down and up career, right? Uh, in college football, started out uh, ugly, turned out to be very good at the end. Um, not you know necessarily like prototypical physical size. Does have some youthful athleticism, does some nice things out of structure, but uh, right now NFL mock draft database average has him at one fifty eight. That puts him in between the Steelers. Like, that's like the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that feels fair to me, but like I've seen people talk to, about him like he's a like a lock as a day two pick, you know, and and I don't, I don't I don't see that. Um, you Would know. that be more a product of the other guys pushing themselves down as opposed to him? Maybe. Well, get, I like, definitely just can't do anything. So. I, I just I don't think this is a very good quarterback class outside of those top like two or three guys, mm-hmm. and I I don't really know whether the demand for quarterbacks at the NFL level is going to override that or not. You know, I think it's like the Kenny Pickett conundrum, right? Like we all knew that was a bad quarterback class. The question was just like, how long were NFL GMs going to say, yeah, we know it's a bad class, even though we need a quarterback, we should wait or just no quarterback anyway. Like, you know, I, I think that's a hard question to answer. And so there are only so many of them that I think are any good. Uh, like what I, I would draft Travis. I would draft Pratt. I would draft Spencer Rattler. Um, I feel like Knicks and Penix are still being talked about way too highly for me to be interested in them where they are. Maybe if they fall, you know, below the, the third or fourth round, I, I would get into it, but um, it, it's starting to feel like there is a chance that they don't draft a quarterback. I mean, really um, for the, mm. I'm like a like a fairly strong one, just because if you're only looking at three, maybe if, if, let's say that that my thinking is the same as the Steelers, and there's no guarantee of that. But let's say that that's it. Okay, like 
looking at these quarterbacks and where they're currently projected, the three guys they would take are like Travis Pratt and Rattler. Okay. Well, I mean, if you mm-hmm. draft with three targets, you're probably not going to get them. Like, like that's just the way the draft works. Like there's 30, 31 other teams picking, like, you, you know, even yeah. if they're likely to go around where you pick, like you're probably not going to get them or, you know, and, and maybe, draft them way higher than they should. And maybe if one of them is available, you know, some, you know, let's say like, okay, the Steelers do kind of like Jordan Travis with one of their fourth round picks, but they also mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Mikey Sanders still as a second round pick. And suddenly he's somehow they're in the fourth. Well, you'd, you'd take Sanders still anyway, even though the guy that you would have taken in the fourth round turned out to be there. And so uh, I do think, I'm start. I am starting to like feel around with the guys at the bottom of the class just to see uh, what you know. Maybe there's like a seventh rounder, an undrafted free agent. I think Talia Tagovailoa is a guy that we probably haven't. Mm. Yeah, you know. I mean, obvious Tomlin Maryland connection there. Um, NFL bloodline thing that the Steelers get excited about. Uh, lots of yeah. production. It's a lot of it's erratic. I, I don't know. Um, but like maybe that's a swing as like a seventh rounder. Um, it does seem like this this quarterback class uh, really seems to lack upside. I mean, Joe uh, from Tennessee, you know, Joe I Milton, talk, yeah, yeah, Joe Milton from Tennessee. I talked to him today. Uh, like he he's got a big arm. I guess that's an upside mm-hmm. swing, but he doesn't have any idea where the ball's going. I just, I, I don't know. No. That feels like a of. I guess he's so big that maybe you could turn him into like a a receiver or a tight end if it doesn't work as a quarterback. But right, uh, yeah, everybody try, keeps trying to make like the Anthony Richard comparison with him because it's like big dude, rocket arm. But that's basically where the comparisons stop in terms of where yeah, they are. Yeah, I was impressed by his just like intelligence and in, in the way um, he came off as very smart. Um, very heady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not really sure I knew that about him. Obviously, I never really met him, but yeah. Um, you know, I also I, I don't know that that's the guy that I would trust like this current staff to develop. Right. I mean, I guess with Tom Arth and and uh Baker, they they have probably a little bit better shot at developing a quarterback than maybe they did a yeah. month ago, but it's still not like what I would call a whole group of quarterback gurus, right? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Rattler, I think, is probably Rattler and I like Travis, Rattler. I, I think Rattler and Travis are the most interesting guys here for the Steelers. I think they'll be available around their third or fourth round picks, and that seems like a reasonable place to take a quarterback. I just don't know if that's what they're going to want to do. Uh, no. Travis's injury was a broken bone, which are generally like pretty straightforward, but the fact mm-hmm. that he can't throw, I think, really yeah. puts a wrench into this evaluation. Um, so I, I really don't know where these quarterbacks are going to be valued by the league and, and how that's going to impact the Steelers, but it, it, I just don't get the sense that they're super gung ho about these guys. I, I don't know. Well, we talked yesterday giving predictions on what we thought the quarterback room was going to be, and we both included a draft pick from this draft class. So, you know, I asked if your mind changed on that, but like 24 hours later, would you still include somebody from this draft class in your? I think I would. Did I pick Travis? I think I did. Um, I think I would, but I will. I will just say with the the caveat of like you know that's a there's only one of those guys out there. If if I say like oh they're they're going to draft Jordan Travis with a fourth round pick, like 
they can, but like if somebody else wants to one pick ahead of them, like yeah. you know, sure. And, and and then it's all gone. Like there's nobody else. It's not like corner where if like oh the Steelers are like mm-hmm. yeah we really want a first round corner ah oh, somebody took Terry down oh, somebody took Kool Aid ah oh, somebody took Leonard Mitchell okay we got Cooper DeGene great like th- there just aren't that many options yeah. and so if they start to go uh, it kind of wrecks the plan. Sure, um, I would I want to talk about the other position groups, but I almost want to work in like reverse order so the order that we had just got today with the quarterbacks wide receivers and running backs talking just because if for some reason we start to get too long on time we've kind of already touched on the other guys so receivers today what i thought was interesting you can tell me if i'm off base and thinking this uh is the amount of formal interviews that the Steelers were using with guys that are going to be at the top of the draft you know first round picks second round picks maybe some third round guys in there as well but I wasn't expecting to see like, you know, A.D. Mitchell within that group or Troy Franklin. Those ones were a little bit surprising to me. Uh, does it is does it mean anything? Are you giving it any credence or is this just them again doing due diligence? Yeah, I think I'm a little bit surprised by the number of like early round uh, wide receivers that yeah. talk to. Um, I, I do think wide receivers in need. Um, but I think when you sure. look at the fact that you already have Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens and the Steelers have been so good at mining the latter part of the draft for wide receiver talent. And I think it's a pretty deep class. Um, I'm, I'm awfully fond of a number of guys that are, th- you know, late second to fourth round picks in this draft where I, I think um, I'm a little surprised that they talked to so many, uh, you know, guys that are first round wide receivers. Brian Thomas from LSU would be a t- number 20 kind of pick. And and Mm -hmm. that's one of the guys they talked to. Troy Franklin from Oregon, I think probably is like a trade back to the end of the first round kind of guy. Um, uh, Same with A.D. Mitchell. Um, You know, Lad McConkie they talked to at the Senior Bowl. I don't know if they talked to him here, but he's in that same boat. Xavier Worthy, Xavier Leggett. Uh, They talked to both Washington receivers, Polk and McMillan. Um, They met with Malachi Corley previously. They've met with – Tez Walker and Ricky Pierce all previously, Brandon Rice, Javon Baker. So Johnny Wilson. Keon Coleman here. Yeah, Yeah, right. And so there's a lot of guys in that, you know, really from like 20 down to 90 range, I would say, where they're kind of hitting all – it sure seems like they're prepping pretty substantially for the wide receiver position to be an earlier pick than I probably would have pegged it to be. Yeah, and that's why it's so interesting to me. Is there like in your mind? Does it put the the thought in there of okay, this is a third option, or does it have any like okay, Deontay Johnson's going into the last year of his contract? We talked about Pat Fryermuth yesterday as a potential trade candidate. Is is Deontay Johnson if if they're looking at receivers early? Does it put the thought in your head maybe they're looking to move him? I mean, they still need one, even if they have Deontay Johnson. Sure. So yeah. I, I can't. I'm having a hard time seeing it. Maybe it is just a they're not going to extend Deontay Johnson thought, right? Where they've just decided that uh, this will be his last year and they're trying to draft his eventual replacement right now, a guy who could be a third receiver in 2024 and a second receiver in 2025. That makes some sense to me. Uh, Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I think it's possible they could trade Deontay, but I I don't really correlate this, you know, this level of interest to that happening. Yeah, just a weird fit in the offense, though, don't you think? Like Deontay Johnson and Arthur Smith's offense. I mean, he's more of a slot in this offense, I think, than he is an outside receiver, uh, which is okay. He can do that. He's played it before. Uh, But it's definitely not like as good of a fit as a guy 
you know, like Keon Coleman, for example, uh, who's just a big, strong physical mm-hmm. receiver, um, or even a guy who maybe isn't going to go that high, but like a Malachi Corley, uh, Brandon Rice. And so I don't really know what uh, what to make of this. I, I definitely think just in general we should probably start to get our heads around the idea that Deontay Johnson's time in Pittsburgh is ticking. Like I, I don't know that they're going to be able to, to, to work on this extension. Um, whether they trade him or whether they let him go, I would think that like combined the odds of those two right now, probably greater than the odds of uh, me getting a press release uh, this spring saying the Steelers have, uh, you know, reached a four year contract extension with wide receiver Deontay Johnson. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't like the fit in the offense. Isn't that good? He's very clearly, uh, you know, not entirely happy with the way things are going in terms of the passing offense. Uh, and they're, you know, they're pretty clearly looking at like guys that would be Deontay Johnson replacements here in this draft class. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Uh, and the other group was running backs, which, you know, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren on the roster, but they do need a third one. Was there anybody there that, you know, kind of jumps off the page? She was like, this guy would certainly fit what the Steelers are looking for in a third back. I mean, I'm not really 100% sure what they're looking for in a third back. There are some guys I like. At the bottom of this class, the one I really wanted to talk to was Rasheen Ali from Marshall, and yep. he tore his bicep in the Senior Bowl and was very tied up in the uh, medical process because of that and actually didn't ever mm-hmm. get to his interview session. So um, that didn't happen. But there are other guys out there that I think could fit the Steelers in this uh, class at running back. I, I think that's an under-talked-about position that they, they could uh, look to draft this year. And I think we've talked about this before, right? I mean, it's the fifth-year option for Najee. It's a, it's a yeah. restricted free agent year after 2024 for Jalen Warren. Like, there's uncertainty at that position going forward. And I think, you know, everybody always says that you know, running backs are undervalued because you can find good running backs anywhere in the draft. Well, you can, but that doesn't mean you always will. If you see a future need there at the position – why not take a swing right now and see if you can find a guy? Ray Davis is a guy we talked about from my time in the senior yeah. bowl. I really like. Uh, I think he'd be a perfect fit for him. Uh, a couple other guys I talked to today that I think are a little bit earlier picks, probably not as likely because like Bucky Irving from Oregon, Otter yeah. Estime from Notre Dame, Braylon Allen from Wisconsin, Blake Corum from Michigan. These are guys that are probably going to be day two or early day three picks. I think that's a little bit too soon for running back. Um, I'll just throw out a couple other names. Uh, Dylan Labe from New Hampshire is another guy I talked to at the Senior Bowl. Isaiah Davis was at the Senior Bowl. I didn't get a chance to talk to him there from South Dakota State. Frank Gore Jr., it is just the year of NFL bloodlines. I swear, like every, I, I, every mm-hmm. time I turn around, there's like, oh, here's another one. Um, the, the Steelers love him. We all know it. I, I think it it is Getting reasonable so old, to put him on uh, the board. And, yes, yes, Frank Gore. I feel like he was like just <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he, yeah, he definitely got all the juice that he possibly could out of his career. Probably played a little bit longer than he should have, but all credit to him. It wasn't that long ago that he retired, but like, yeah, his son, Frank Gord Jr., coming out. It's just crazy to hear. Like, Marvin Harrison Jr. is one thing, but Frank Gord Jr. is a completely different level for me to hear. Yeah, Brendan Rice feels like okay, that's normal, right? Yeah. Like Jerry Rice was here a long time ago. Yeah, he he's yeah, that that fits. Frank Gore. Come on now. 
When did Frank Gore last play? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, his last year was, yeah, 2020 with the Jets. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, they almost have like a man. Like, a, was he has, trying to? Was he trying to get to the point where he has, has there been a father son NFL duo? Like, I mean, I know it's been done in baseball. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, because of, I can't imagine with how long careers typically are. Like, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I saw that. 2020 and I was like, seriously? Like you, I probably would have guessed somewhere in the, the mid-2010s. Um, yeah, they're yeah. going to get... So, okay... So the it, it did happen one time in 1921 okay. uh, for the Columbus Panhandles, uh, oh, of course, yeah. and and the uh, okay, so it did happen. the uh, the, uh, the the next closest time was Ed and Brad Buddy, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs. The father finished his career in '76, and the son started in '80, so four years apart. So they mm. will tie the yeah. modern. NFL mark for the closest gap between father and son in NFL history. That's kind of crazy. Has that hey, has that been put out there yet? You could put that out there and maybe be the one to put it out. The, the, they're tying the the modern gap for the I'll just keep that in my pocket in case the Steelers draft. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um and we've kind of touched on the other groups that had, you know, already talked and we're seeing like you said the corners and safeties and tight ends do their testing and stuff today but um just wanted to kind of go over some like general thoughts within those groups i mean is there anything that like jumped off the page to you now that we're starting to get some testing numbers in for the dbs and stuff uh, about these guys any guys that you thought were fits that maybe aren't or vice versa or just general takeaways uh, some of the watches the clemson cornerback nate wiggins uh popped a hip flexor mm-hmm. running in his 40 today yeah and so that that'll be something to monitor kool-aid mckinstry uh, when he went through his medical testing, was revealed to have a Jones fracture in his foot that's going to require surgery before the start of the season. So he will probably like miss some OTAs or something like that. Um, 
as a result of that. So a couple of injury issues popping up there, I think, you know, to monitor. Cooper DeGene, obviously recovering for that broken leg during the season, is also still not running. So uh, – and Kamari Lasseter didn't run. I'm not quite sure uh, what uh, – why, you know, why, why he didn't. But Wiggins, before he got hurt, ran a 4-2-8, which is bonkers and very fast. Quinion Mitchell mm-hmm. ran a 4-3-3. I have to now okay, think okay. that despite the Steelers' repeated interest in Mitchell, that he is not going to make it really anywhere close to them at 20. Yeah. I, I really believe that uh, he's going uh, way earlier. Uh, a guy that maybe I think a lot of people had pegged up the board uh, ahead of them that didn't run that well, that I think maybe could stumble down towards 20. is a guy like Terry and Arnold. Only ran a 4-5. Now, hey. again, with those other guys not running, it's really hard to say right now, like if Cooper DeGene and Kool-Aid and, you know, all, all these other guys also run in the four high four fours or four five, then it's not that bad, right? He won't fall in relation to the other guys, but we're not going to know that yeah. until, uh, I, I guess DeGene is trying to run his pro day. Um, and I don't know what Kool-Aid's plan is. Uh, so I, I think there's um, there's a chance, though, that maybe Terry and Arnold kind of falls down towards them. I was questioning whether Nate Wiggins was a great fit for the Steelers anyway. I think, again, that's Same. a guy with a 4-2-8 probably uh, will go before. I would I would say that right now, I think Mitchell's the, the number one corner in the class. I feel like we've learned that this week. I think he will be probably near 10. Um, and then I'm still not sure that we have a ton of separation from the rest of these guys. But I think maybe Wiggins might be the second one, I mean, just with that speed. And uh, and a lot of teams do look for what he is, although the Steelers aren't usually one of them. And um, I think we've kind of uh, – we, we didn't learn a lot, but we learned a little bit. Uh, some guys farther down the board, man. Mikey Sanders still. I, I, yeah. I, this guy has Steelers tattooed across his forehead. 10-11 broad jump, 40-inch vert. Yeah. Now, he did only measure 5-9 and change, which is not as mm-hmm. you know, tall as he was listed at uh, Michigan, but 4-4-7-40, um, he's made some money. Uh, I I have to – like he is such an ideal fit for the Steelers in the slot. Like, it, it's it's such a perfect, perfect fit. Um if you want to look a little bit farther down about a slot option, Penn State's Daquan Hardy, Penn Hills product, 4-3-8. That is fast. And uh, I think, you know, he's a guy that yeah. if they don't get one earlier, um, you know, he's probably a day three pick. 42-and-a-half-inch uh, vertical for him, also measured in at 5-9. So I think Daquan Hardy – for me, is a guy who moves up the board. Max Melton from Rutgers. You know, I didn't think he had a great senior bowl. Uh, I got to talk to him a good bit today. He tested very well. 11-4 broad, 40-and-a-half-inch vertical, 4 3 9, 40. Um, I think he's another probably slot option. I don't think, you know, he's more like the Cam Sutton side of the Steelers slot where, they, you know, they've kind of had that, like, dual role where it was like Hilton and Sutton. You had the big – bigger, thicker, more physical Hilton who would be play rundowns and rush the passer. And then you would bring Sutton in when it was third and 10 and you just really needed coverage. I think Melton would be more the coverage side of that arrangement if, if that's where they put him. But uh, 
you know, fast, obviously. Lots of guys, uh, you know, running pretty good times. It doesn't seem like it's been an exceptional kind of speed track kind of day like we had a little while ago. A couple of guys uh, also, you know, we talked about the the sort of model, right, that the Steelers had last year with Joey Porter Jr., Corey Trice, uh, Darius Rush. If they want to go down that road again, I think a couple of guys who measured out quite nicely – uh, Cam Hart, 6'3", 33-inch arms, 202, uh, and he ran a 4.5 from Notre Dame. Also at 4.5, Kyrie Jackson from Oregon, 6'4", mm-hmm. 32-and-three-quarter inch arms, 194 pounds. So if you're looking for more big guys, and I think those are probably third or maybe fourth-round picks, um, I think those guys feel very Steelers-like to me as well. I wanted to ask your opinion on this because I've seen you know a lot of people – in general discussing this draft class uh and saying like the top 10 at least trying to find spots for defensive players like it's gonna be a lot of quarterbacks wide receivers offensive tackles so when do we even see like the defensive players start going and and that could be a case where like you just mentioned maybe it is like a terry and arnold slipping into the steelers hands at 20 because you're going to see guys like quinion mitchell uh maybe wiggins maybe even cooper to gene depending on what he does at his pro day since he didn't do anything at the combine going ahead of him yeah, Dallas Turner, I think, is the one guy who's like a very clear um, top, maybe not 10, but probably 11 pick. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared Verse from Florida State is very talented, but there's not a ton of edge huggery teams like right where he is. Like maybe he could fall to the Colts at 15. Uh, that that feels like a place for him. Lantu Latu from UCLA is a guy who's very, very productive in college. I heard there was some medical stuff popped up with him. I'm not really sure what his, what you know, I, I think I saw him mock to the Rams at 19. Like, there, there just are not a, not a lot of high level. Yeah. And, like, the best defensive tackles, Murphy and Newton, you know, I, I think they're both probably 10 to 25 kind of guys, 15 to 25 kind of guys maybe. It is definitely going to be a very offensive heavy first round of the draft. I I really think that the number of quality tackles is helping there. And, you know, and I think we're going to get quarterback in the first three picks and Marvin Harrison Jr. Fourth and that you can pretty much write those in ink right now. Like I, I, unless somebody does something stupid, I think, I think we've got a pretty good handle on, on how the top of the draft is going. My, uh, my prediction here, I'm going to go out on a limb and just throw this out there right now for a player team fit. And it's going to be Quinion Mitchell to the Indianapolis Colts 15. I'm telling you, with the way he ran today, I don't know if he makes it that far. There's somebody um, in there who's going to need a corner. How about the Raiders well, at 13? The Raiders, for sure. Although they might just be like, Wiggins was that was faster, so we're taking him instead. Just all They, they care that much more about the speed. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um. Okay, so there, there we go in terms of the cornerbacks and stuff. We've touched a little bit on safety. You know, we... We've had that discussion, though, like, should the Steelers be in the market on free agency as opposed to the draft for safety? Um, so any general thoughts with that position group? Uh, not too many. I mean, these guys haven't run yet, so I don't have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, times for the safeties. Um, yeah. It's it's a group of play. Like, there's a lot of players that I like. It's not a very highly... Like, like I, I don't know when the first safety is going to be taken. Yeah, Cam Kittens right. from Miami is probably the guy, but I mean, yeah, him or Tyler Newbin, right? I mean, yeah, but but it could be pretty far down the line. 
Like, I, I wouldn't really be surprised if we don't see a safety taken until the middle of the second round. Um, mm. And they did meet yeah. with Newman, and so he wasn't at the Senior Bowl. So, I mean, they got Kitchens at the Senior Bowl. Kim, Kim Chins? I can't. That that one just, like, kills me every time. I got Kinchins. Yeah, Cam Kinchins. I can't. I can't say It's always going to be Kitchens. I know it's not Kinch. I know it's not kitchens, but it's right. what is it instead of it kitchens yeah. that I, I yeah. Um, I I think the Steelers probably need some safety help. I, I like a lot of players that are day three picks in this draft. I don't really think that there's that many that are going to go before that. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me if one of those two fourth round picks is a safety. Um, and there's a number of guys that I really like that are in that range. Um, Cole Bishop from Utah, Jaden Hicks from Washington State, Tyke Smith from Georgia, although I think he's more of a slot than a safety, Bo Braid yeah. from Maryland, um, and then maybe a little bit later, guys like Josh Proctor from Ohio State, Malik Mustafa from Wake Forest. Uh, those are all guys that we saw at the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl safety class I think was really good. Uh, it had almost all the top guys. Javon Bullard is a guy I really like from Georgia, but he's like more of a free safety type for me. I don't, I don't think he's a great fit for what the Steelers need right now. Um, I would consider Tyke Smith more of a slot than a safety. Yeah, A lot of people have him listed as safety, but I, I think the Steelers would use him in the slot. Even if I don't say Daydream Taylor Deverson, Nick is going to knife me in my sleep yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. He has a large crush on a very small man. Uh, safety <laughs> from Texas Tech, who I, I got to yeah. meet this week, and he's probably more of a fifth or a sixth round pick, but he's certainly an interesting, interesting guy, very athletic and a whole lot of experience. And so that's that's something. Um, the last one, James Williams, we've talked about him here too. You know, is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? I think for the Steelers, he's an in box safety. He's you know, wherever you categorize him, he, he's an option for the Steelers here too. And then lastly, before we get out of here, just want to bring back up because they ran yesterday the linebackers, defensive linemen, the Steelers that showed interest. Uh, and guys that we expect to go within the first couple rounds at both of those spots. Did anybody, you know, again, raise or lower their stock in your mind that could be on the Steelers' radar? Um, Peyton Wilson, 444, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I think Peyton Wilson is playing himself into the top. I mean, he could end up being the top linebacker in this class. Like, I I, that so. wouldn't yeah. really surprise me at this point. Edwin but even Cooper, so, that could be, like, in the 40, like, top 40, but not in the first round. It could be the Steelers at pick 51. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's very possible. Like, I, the, none mm. of these guys are, are super high picks. Uh, but I think between Edron Cooper, Texas A&M, Peyton Wilson, NC State, Junior Colson, Michigan, Jeremiah Trotter, Clemson, we have a, a very clear top four linebacker. Nothing I saw really changed that except for maybe the order, right? Maybe Wilson moves up a little bit based on how he ran. Uh, he also does have like a ton of medical concerns. So that'll be a thing we kind of have to, it'll take some time for people to talk to people in the league and figure out what people heard and see how teams are going to react to that. Like there's like a delayed effect on things like medicals in the sort of stock, right. In in the, in, in, in amongst people around the league, uh, there's a lot of other options there. Said Trevin Wallace from Kentucky, Cedric Gray from North I'm Carolina, saying, yeah. Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio state, Another NFL bloodline. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't mention Jeremiah Trotter either. Uh, Tyron yeah. Hopper from Missouri. And a guy I liked at the Senior Bowl who's like a way down there, if you really want one, Marist Leo Fowl from Notre Dame. And yeah. I'm not even going to try the first name. Ed 
Yulafoshio from Washington. Uh, if you want a Steelers connection there, he's very close with uh, Mark Bruner's son, who plays tight end for Washington. It's coming out yeah. next year's draft. He's like, yeah, I've spent like the night over their house like many times. Uh, so the Steelers have a solid scouting report on him. Michael Barrett from Michigan is another guy way down who's like a pure coverage linebacker. Uh, I think he could be a good fit for the Steelers. Steel Chambers, um, maybe not so much, but he's he's there and his name's Steel, and so we should continue to mention him because yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mark Bruner's son is next year. Yes. Yes. All right, mark that down. Twenty twenty five NFL draft. All right, you got it. <laughs> So maybe, so maybe they don't resign Firemuth. Is that what you're saying? That's that's yeah. where you're going with it. Yeah, maybe like they like Theo Johnson, but it doesn't happen this year. They wait till next year to draft a tight end. They do like Theo Johnson. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the Steelers Afternoon Drive audience that uh, went over and sprayed graffiti on all. <laughs> yes, yeah, some, some people a, comment about a, yeah. a good amount of it over there. I really appreciate that, and just know that that is all in good fun. By the way, I like Noah a yeah. lot, and, and I think they do a good job. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate you guys helping me be childish and immature uh, on the Steelers beat anytime I can, and so uh, that was fun. Maybe we'll have to have like a crossover episode or something to. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, 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 Hey, listen, we gave them some clicks, right? I mean, people went over there yeah. just to, just to, just to write on their wall. Uh, you know, we're helping them out. So they and, and not that he needs it, but I almost want to try to see if we can get the audience to infiltrate Carter. Now he doesn't need the clicks or anything, but yeah, you I know, mean, if we have people go over there and say that the Steelers afternoon drive is better than locked on Steelers. I don't know how many people will get on board with that I, idea, but I'm not saying not to do it yeah. at all. So a hundred percent, you know, yeah. I, mean, if you guys I, want I could to. get a, I could get on board with that for sure. For sure. If you want to go ahead and do it, that's all we'll say. But, uh, Alan, tell the people they can find you. At Ace Anders underscore PGH, PGH Steelers. Now you can find me somewhere in Indiana getting, I'm a, I haven't had a fried pork tenderloin sandwich yet on this mm. trip. If you have never been to Indiana or like, anywhere else in the Midwest and you've not had a fried pork tenderloin sandwich, you need to alter that part of your existence and, and get that done. So I think that's my goal for the next 20 minutes. And then uh, keep watching these corners and safeties and uh, tight ends run. And we'll see how things go. There we go. Uh, like subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Hit us in the comments with any questions for when we come back over the weekend, your thoughts about anything that we talked about. And uh, let us know if, you know, for whatever reason, you're going to go in somebody else's page and let them know that Steelers Afternoon Drive is a superior podcast. We're not saying to do it. Just let us know if you do in the comments. We're also not saying not to do it. Right. Yeah. I want to make that very clear as well. Uh, for Alan Saunders, for myself, I'm Zachary Smith, PGH. Thanks for taking a ride with us on the Steelers Afternoon Drive. 